Well, good morning, Center Baptist family. It's good to see you this morning. Just had a little pre-service music there like we would if we were at church. I uh, know we can't gather in our building right now, but uh, I wanted to make it as much as possible. So there'll be a few other songs throughout this morning. Uh, but I just want to begin by saying thank you for joining in. I see several have already. Thank you for that. And I just want to say a big thank you to the Center Baptist Church family. You have been so encouraging, supportive, praying, giving, serving, looking for ways to minister to folks. Um, you've been patient and gracious. Um, and I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I want to say also, um, I miss you. Um, I miss seeing you. I miss being um, with you in service. Um, we have found ways, and we're going to continue to try to do that, that we can see each other, even if it's sometimes digital, or maybe, um, as we're going to talk about a little later, something this afternoon. But I just want you to know I love you, church, and I thank God for you. And I want you to know that even though we can't be in the building, and don't get me wrong, I am looking forward to the day, but we can still have church. Even this morning, as um, we were singing some and, and just getting ready, and even early this morning, as I uh, had some songs playing in, on my phone, God ministered to my soul. I want you to know, wherever we are, as the people of God, it's holy ground. And so we're gathered around today, and I just want to say thank you. I'm going to have a word of prayer and begin our time together. And then I'm going to share a song that ministered to my heart this week. Um, it is Well With My Soul uh, by several um, singers from Nashville got together. And uh, it was tremendous, really touched my heart. So we're going to share that song. And uh, so just join me where you are as you're gathered around and let's pray together. Okay, Father, we begin this day. It is your day. And even though we can't gather in our building, we are gathered as the people of God in this time to worship you, to make much of you, to honor you. And so, Father, would you move in a powerful way in this time? I want to just say thank you for my family and how supportive and gracious they've been and how they've helped me already this morning in preparing for this service. I want to say thank you for the time that I got to share, not the whole time, but got to sit in on a, a Sunday school class this morning with Sean and Michael and their class. Thank you for that. Thank you for just, uh, Lord, that we're alive and we're well. We lift up the many that aren't today all across this nation that are sick and that are facing this virus. We pray for your healing. And today, God, we pray for the healing of our souls as well. Encourage us today through word, through music, and through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, again, it's good to see folks. Um, I know I'm a little dressed up today. Today, if we would have been at church, we would have done two things. We would have started our revival. Um, and we would have had communion. And on Communion Sunday, I always try to wear a tie to honor the Lord. Now, I've been thinking about it. It won't exactly be the same. But church, join me Wednesday night for our family devotion time. And during the week, uh, you know, get some bread ready, uh, crackers, some juice. We're going to do an online communion together as a church family. Um, I don't know how.
just you'll hear more about it but that would have been why i just thought it'd be appropriate today um to do this so i want to play this song it really ministered to my heart i'm putting a cover over the camera because i don't want you to focus on me during the song i want you to focus on the lord focus on the words focus on the message that's in the words it came again from a group of singers that got together and um they um took the song it is well with my soul so listen closely amen church praise the lord it is well with my soul oh thank you for that precious song and pray it encouraged your heart today no matter what's going on he is able to speak peace to our troubled soul this morning as we would if we were gathered there together um we come we would come to a time now where we would share a few announcements and the offering time i want to encourage you um to uh share this services i want to encourage you church to uh, make sure and check out our website um and uh, there's resources there there's not only church resources and updates but uh, charlie and ben have worked so hard and done a tremendous job and have put resources there from our county as our county commissioners have shared some things that's on there our sermons i want to thank jeremy adams for the work he's doing with our youtube um, even this morning as people are finding ways i want to thank sean holbrooks for being inventive and finding a way to have a sunday school class this morning online michael's doing some uh, zoom with the youth to have video meetings and we've done that as well learning as we go we're all learning but there's ways to connect so i want to make sure you're staying connected if you're not on our email list, please email me, email me or Marty. Let them know so you're getting the updates. Stay tuned to Facebook and other areas and our website to try to stay in, um, connected during this time. Now, I mentioned the offering. I want to encourage you that in this season we're in, as of right now, our county commissioners uh, came together and I totally support them as I do our president, vice president, um, our governor, and even our county officials. Uh, we want to be respectful, but also we want to adhere to what they have given us uh, for our safety. And uh, I'm grateful for their leadership. I have shared uh, with Craig and with others how we're praying for them, uh, but we will not be allowed to meet in our building. That may be longer, but at least up until the uh, Monday after Easter. Um, so we are looking at the possibility Hopefully, um, one thing we can do, if we can get it together to have a drive-in service Easter Sunday, we can do that. But here's the very most, here's the most important part of that. You have to stay in your car. Now, Miss um, Allison and others are working to hopefully we can get a way to where you can pull up on the property, tune in to a certain station that we would tell you, and you could hear the service. We would be under the porch. Uh, me preaching, uh, them leading some music and worship, and you would be able to hear that. So pray that can come together, but it's very important you hear me. You have to stay in your car. That's the only way uh, the commissioners had said that we have the leeway to do that under the guidance that they have set forth. So please be mindful of that. We will still continue online services. And I want you to know ministry is still happening. We're already getting benevolence requests. We're trying to meet those, and, and the deacons met. Uh, by telecom, I guess you'd say teleconference, whatever. It took us a while to get that to go on because we're still learning. 
but we talked by phone, all of us, and uh, working out a plan for benevolence. Our missionaries, we're still seeking to minister to them. Uh, the church ministry goes on. But more than that, as a person, as an individual, as a Christian, as a family, we want to be faithful to give to the Lord and his ministry. We want to be faithful to do that. So here's here's our, um, I just put it in a Center Baptist envelope because that's what I had. And uh, we'll be taking this to the church or mailing it. It's our tithe check. And I encourage you, as God would lead you and bless you, make that a priority to mail that in or uh, the kinks have been worked out. And again, Charlie and Ben have done great marketing hard as well to where you can go online, go to our website, go to the give page and fill out the information. You can give online as well. Thank you for your faithfulness already. Ministry is still going on and will need to go on even into the future. I thank God. Listen, I thank God for his provision. The Bible says that when we give, he opens up the windows of heaven and will pour down blessings we cannot contain. We don't give for that, but God honors. And so I just want to thank you for your faithfulness. May the Lord bless you in that. And then we're going to begin a time of prayer. Normally we'd gather around the altar and we would have time of prayer. God's been honoring that. And I'm so grateful. But we're going to gather around the screen here or your device, whatever you might be watching on. Some of you will be watching this later on YouTube. Thank you for that. You may not be Facebook folks, but you're going to be watching this on YouTube. And I want to say thank you for that. But I want to read a prayer that I do this from time to time. There's a book that I have that has prayers that really just speak to my heart. And I'm going to read this prayer and then we're going to pray together. Prayers important. I've been looking for ways. God, how can we pray more together as a church, even as we are disconnected and isolated how can we do it one of the things i'm going to do and i want you to listen very closely today on our property we have a circle that goes around there on the property and uh, had it in my heart at the end of the week we have drive up uh, testing you see on the television uh, drive up uh, birthday parties or anniversaries folks doing parades and things like that through neighborhoods I just got in my heart and thinking, what if we could do drive-by or drive-through prayer? Here's how it works, so that you'll know that you'll be safe. Your safety and my safety is very important. Here's what I want you to do. At 4 o'clock, starting at 4 o'clock, I'll be on the property. I'll be there in the circle, and you, I will have cones set up, not just 6 feet, but probably 10 to 12 feet away, or possibly I'll be on the porch. There'll be a great distance between us. You'll simply crack your window, share a prayer need, and I will pray with you, and you can drive on and enjoy the rest of the afternoon. It's a way that we can pray together. We can connect together. So as you're driving, maybe this afternoon on a Sunday afternoon drive, come up by Center Baptist, drive by. In order, and also, we're reaching out to our food bank. We're also reaching out to the Hickey House. Many of those men, they have lost their jobs as a result of this um, uh, virus and the after effects of it. So you, if you'd like to, there'll be a place at the trailer. You just simply drop a canned good into a box, and we'll deliver those this week. It's just a way we can continue to minister. So, again, I understand what we're doing and, and how we're living. We're all doing those things. Yesterday, we want to continue to pray for Jennifer and her family as Mitchell went to be with the Lord. And uh, as we gathered there at the funeral home, it was so different as we're all trying to be safe and, and distance, but yet minister. I promise you we'll be doing the same thing with the prayer today. 
Courtney will be up there with me. You're welcome to come by. I would love to pray with you. And we would love just to lift you up before the Lord. We'll do it at a safe distance. You want to get out of your car, simply crack your window, and we'll be able to pray with you. And I look forward to seeing many of you, I hope. But I'm going to pray for us. So if you would, bow your head with me in a word of prayer. Gather around with your family. Listen. I'm going to put the sheet up here so it'll just focus on prayer, not on me. Let's listen to what the Lord has to say to us, okay? The prayer is grace and trials. Hear me for Jesus' sake. I am sinful, even my closest walk with thee. It is of thy mercy I died not long ago. Thy grace has given me faith in the cross, by which thou hast reconciled thyself to me and to thee, drawing me by thy great love, reckoning me as innocent in Christ, the guilty in myself, giver of all graces. I look to thee for strength to maintain them in me, for it is hard to practice what I believe. Strengthen me against temptation. My heart is an exhausted fountain of sin, a river of corruption since childhood days, flowing on in every pattern of behavior. Thou hast disarmed me of the means in which I trusted. I have no strength, but indeed, did you catch that, church? Thou hast disarmed me of the means in which I trusted, and I have no strength but in thee. Thou alone canst hold back my evil ways, but without thy grace sustain me, I fall. His darts quickly inflame me, and the shield that should quench them easily drops from my hand. Empower me against the wiles and assaults. Keep me sensible of my weakness and my dependence upon thy strength. Let every trial teach me more of thy peace and more of thy love. The Holy Spirit is given to increase thy graces, and I cannot preserve or improve them unless he works continually in me. May he confirm my trust and thy promised help, and let me walk humbly in dependence upon thee for Jesus' sake. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for prayer. Father, we know that today and tonight we would have begun revival at Center Baptist Church, a revival meeting. And Father, it breaks my heart to know that we cannot gather right now, but we know it's the safe and the right thing to do. But Father, as I thought about it all morning, nothing could stop revival from coming. As a matter of fact, I believe that we have the opportunity. I believe, God, you've positioned us for revival. Revival in our souls. Revival in our homes. Revival, God, in our communities. And revival in this nation. Yes, we would love to be in the building. But the building does not hinder us from having revival. From allowing you to work in our hearts. So, God, in the midst of this virus, would you bring an awakening, God, of your people? Would you bring a stirring among the people of God at Center Baptist Church in our communities and our country? And Father God, would you stir something in us all? We again lift up our president and vice president, governor and county officials. We lift up those, God, that are sick and are, are, are dealing with this virus. We lift up our health care workers, nurses, doctors, those that work at the hospitals and doctor's office, Lord, our first responders, police and authorities, we pray for them. We ask for your hedge of protection about them and use them for your glory. But God, keep them safe. We pray for our folks, God. Keep everyone safe and a hedge of protection about us. But God, also help us to look for opportunities to minister. Help us to look for ways to reach out, to love on people, to minister to people. God, to show the love of Christ even in the midst of these days. And Father, I just pray you be glorified and magnified. 
And we give you praise for we ask it in Christ's name. Amen and amen. I want to, now Michael is going to come and sing for us. We would normally have the choir sing. This is a song that the choir sings often. And Michael's going to come sing for us. And again, I'm going to leave the sheet up just so you can focus on the Lord. And I'll be right back with the message as Michael comes. About it, church. Think about it. Think about it. That midnight hour. Come on. Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, church. Amen. In that midnight hour, praise the Lord. Let me take you, take your Bibles, if you would, and go to Psalms 23. 
Psalms 23. Take a copy of God's Word. Go with me to Psalms 23. And I'm going to read um, verses 3 and 4 as we gather around God's Word. Psalms 23. Thank the Lord. What a blessing. I know we're not in the building, but whoo, the Lord's in the house. Hallelujah. The Lord is in the house. Psalms 23, God put on my heart as we begin to walk through this season of the COVID-19. We begin to see troubled times. God began to put on my heart the thought, peace in troubled times. This is a psalm that we know, a psalm that we can many can memorize, a psalm we've heard if we've been in church at all that we know. But oftentimes, if we're not careful, it is those things that become familiar to us that we allow to lose sight of. But I pray that in a fresh way this psalm would come alive even today. David, who wrote this psalm, was also a shepherd. And David, it's believed, wrote this psalm at the end of his life reflecting back and looking at the faithfulness and the goodness of God. How that he had known, David had known the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. David had known what it was to be at the pinnacle, to be the king over all of Israel. And he had also known what it was to run in fear and Saul and hide in a cave and also run in fear from his own son, Absalom, and hide in a cave. He had known what it was to see the power of God move as he brought the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem. He had also known what it was to endure defeat in many ways in his own heart as he began to walk in ways not pleasing to the Lord. But through it all, in the highs and the lows, David leaned upon God. He looked to God. And David said, because of that, I can boldly say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Now look in verse 3 and 4 we're going to look at today. He says, he restores my soul or he renews my life. He leads me in the paths of righteous for his namesakes or along the right paths. When I go to the valley of the shadow of death, or yours might say when I go to the darkest valley i will fear no evil or no danger for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me i want to take this thought just very quickly today there is hope in the dark valley pray with me father speak now as only you can as we open up your word and have read your word we have worshiped in song and in giving and or just rejoicing now, Father, for the few moments we've got, would you please, God, speak to us through your word as we look for hope in the dark valley. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Here we are. We have moved now into a different part of this psalm. David begins to speak of the, the work and the way of the shepherd. I want to say, first of all, about the work of the shepherd. When we think about the shepherd and what the shepherd does, David says, the shepherd restores my soul. There is a work the shepherd is doing in this valley that you and I are walking through right now. It is a valley. It is a dark valley. The Bible says the, the valley of the shadow of death. 
And in this, that, that literally speaks of the darkness. It doesn't just speak of the, the death that could come that we would all face one day, but it speaks of the dark moments in our life, moments of confusion, moments of anxiety, moments of uh, unsure about the future. It could be moments of sickness, moments of tragedy, moments of suffering, moments of trials that we walk through. And David said, Yea, though I walk through the darkest valley, the Lord is with me. And I want you to know the shepherd is doing a work in the midst of this valley. As we go through this valley of the COVID-19, and we go through seeing the things happen with finances and with sickness, there is fear out there every time we turn around. There is anxiety. Many folks are suffering in sickness. Our country is facing some of its days that are that seem to be darkest. But I want you to know that the Lord Jesus Christ is still our shepherd and he will lead us. And I want you to know he's not advocated the throne and he's not stopped working. Listen, we can't meet in our buildings. We can't meet and gather like we would want to. But it's not stop the work of the shepherd. The Bible says that he restores my soul. He first does a work in me. Did you know that in this valley we're walking through, God's doing a work? If we will let him, he's doing the work in us. See, when we go through the valley, when we go through the dark days, things rise up in us that we didn't even know was there. Where It reveals our fear, our selfishness, our anger, our bitterness, our, our frustrations, our the things, the, the unknown things that we often even know that we're dealing with. It rises to the surface. It's in these moments, if we'll let him, he'll work on those. See, this is a picture of a what's known as a cast sheep. That shepherd would go through every night and talking about the rod and the staff. He would use that staff. He would count his sheep as he brought them into the fold every night. He would count them and put that, put that staff on their heads and count them as they go. And he would go through and he'd see, well, there was one missing. And he would go out. He'd begin to see and realize that one of them had gone astray from the flock. And he got into a mud hole and maybe it turned over on its back. And as a result, when you study sheep, when they get over on their back, they can't get up. They're like ball-headed round preachers. When they fall down, they can't get up. <laughs> they rolled over on its back, and it, there it was. And it's found, and it can't call for the. It's been calling for the shepherd, but the shepherd, it seemed, was having a deaf ear. But over the horizon, as that shepherd crossed and saw that sheep, he ran to that sheep. The Bible said, Jesus said, he found that one that was lost and brought it back into the fold. That's exactly the words David's using. David many times had to go after that cash sheep, the one that went astray. The Bible said that, that the, our, our, our history tells us and shepherds tell us they would pick that sheep up, put them upon their shoulders. They'd begin to massage the legs to get circulation going again. They wouldn't harass or beat that sheep. No, they would lovingly carry that sheep back to the fold. I don't know where you were before the virus. I don't know where you were before this valley, but if you were not where you ought to be and you begin to walk astray, I want you to know that in this valley, God's wanting to restore your soul. He's wanting you to lean into him. If you'll call out to him, you're on your back and you're feeling helpless. You're feeling like there's nowhere to go. God runs to you as a shepherd. He picks you up, cleans you up and sets you right. Did you know the greatest work that's being done right now in this Virus in this valley, in this darkness, is the work in us.
You will either run to Jesus or run away from him. Can I encourage you, child of God, run towards the shepherd. He's running towards you. But the Bible says also the work he does, he leads us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. He's doing a work in us and he's doing a work through us. He's leading us. But how many of you know that he's not pushing, he's leading? Did you know that sheep are stubborn? I've read a lot about sheep again this week. Sheep are stubborn. The Bible says that shepherd, the sheep can be stiff-necked. My dog, I'll try to take her outside and I'm not ready to go all over the property, but she is. And I'll, I'll kind of take the leash and go, let's go on in. Bow up that neck. I ain't going in. Sometimes we do that to God, don't we? God said, I want to take you down this valley. I want to take you down this trek. Here's where I'm leading. And we bow up on God. So that's why he has to restore our soul. He has to do a work in us before he can do a work through us. Let God do a work in you. Listen, you will never get the soul of your feet right until you get the soul of your heart right. But once you get the soul of your heart right, the soul of your feet will follow Jesus. Follow him. He's leading us. That word lead means to guide. It means he's in control. One thing just happened in the midst of this this virus and the, and being uh, um, confined and isolated is people trying to find ways to control this. You can't control what's happening. None of us can. It's out of our hands. We can only do what we can do. We have to lean to the one who is in control. It's the shepherd. He's doing a work in us, but he's also I want you to it's not the work of the shepherd, but the way of the shepherd. The Bible said he we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Isn't it interesting that the first part of this psalm, it's almost like the sheep, as David the sheep looking at the other sheep that don't have the shepherd he's got. Because you don't understand, not everybody's got the shepherd we've got. Not everybody has Jesus. Can I say something to you? They can. If you're listening today and Jesus Christ is not your Lord and Savior, he's not your shepherd. But listen to me. He can be. He wants to be. He desires to be. All you got to do is call out to him and say, Lord Jesus, save me. Come and live in my heart. Forgive my sins. He becomes your shepherd. And you become, you won't find a finer shepherd. My daddy, I, I tried to get him to preach this, to get go on Facebook Live and preach this, but he shared with me last week something God been stirring in him. You won't find a better shepherd when it says, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, because he, that daddy wanted to say what God is stirring in his heart was, you'll not want for grace. You'll not want for salvation. You'll not want for peace. You'll not want for love. You'll not want for safety. You'll not want for encouragement. You'll not want for provision. Why? The Lord is our shepherd. It was almost like the sheep at this point would be going, nana, nana, boo, boo. I've got a better shepherd. Y'all all right? Everybody's still in there? But at this point, whoa, what, things are changing. It's not still waters. It's not green pastures. It's the valley. How many of you know the Christian life is not all mountaintops? It's not all green pastures and still waters. Sometimes it's valleys. Sometimes it's dark valleys. We are not immune to the dark night of the soul. As a matter of fact, if the shepherd's leading us, stay with me. We didn't trip and find ourselves in the valley. He led us there. See, some of us are going around going, oh, my goodness, what in the world? God's going, no, wait a minute. I'm using this for my glory. 
I've stopped some of you in your track. And I'm taking through a time of, of, of a valley, of a darkness, of a sorrow, of a suffering. We're seeing that. We're going to see more before it's over probably. But that doesn't mean that we don't have hope. Our hope in the dark valley is not in us. It's not what we can come up with. In the dark valley is the shepherd. It's the shepherd. It was keeping our eyes on the shepherd, even in the dark valley. Did you know that sheep can't see very well anyway? And in the valley, they go through the underbrush and the ravines and the caves. The only way they survive the dark valley and the darkness and the things that come upon us is keeping their eye on the shepherd. How many of y'all just been watching the news? I'm telling you, I've had to turn it off a few times because it's just getting in me. Because if I'm not careful, it overwhelms me and causes fear and anxiety and frustration and, and things happen in my heart. But if I keep my eyes off the news and that mean I'm walking with my head in the sand. This is real. This is happening. People are sick. People are dying. We've got to be safe. We've got to take precautions. It's real. But it doesn't mean that I can't focus on the shepherd. When I focus on the shepherd, look what happens. He will walk us through the valley. There will be valleys. There will be distress. That word, um, the darkness, speaks of distress. It speaks of, of, of a uh, distress and anxiety in us. The word evil speaks of danger. It's the unknown thing that we don't even know that causes us to wipe off grocery carts when we didn't used to do that. It causes us to wipe off hands that we bring in from the grocery store. It causes us to wipe our doors when we go in and out. Cause us to use hand sanitizer and wash our hands. Cause us to be fearful when somebody starts sneezing. Why? It's unknown. It's unseen. It, it's There's danger there. It, and so he's walking us through it. There's a valley. But I want you to notice the second thing when he got our eyes on the shepherd. He will walk us through the valley. <laughs> this is a season. Remember, child of God, this is a season. He is walking us through the valley. Did you know that when we walk through the valley, there's a direction? We're walking through it. We're walking through it. By the way, you know how you get to the mountain? To the valley. You don't get airlifted to the top of the mountain. There's been a many times that I've listened to my mama sing and I've sung it myself. Lord, there's that mountain and I'm finding it hard to climb. But Lord, if you move that mountain, I might forget to pray. I might even stray. But I know the higher the mountain, the sweeter the victory. So don't move that mountain. Just give me grace to climb to the top. But beloved, we don't climb to the top except we go through the valleys. Listen to me. Don't waste this valley. God's teaching us things. God's growing us. There's direction. There's devotion. Did you know that in the valley is where some of the luscious vegetation is? Some of the finest rivers the shepherds would tell us. And so it's in the valley that we find our... Did you know it's in the valley that we walk through when, if, if we will let it? Not run away from God, but run to him. We'll find him the closest. You know, when I found God the nearest to me, when I've been in the valley, in that dark night of the soul, when I've been ready to give up and quit, when I've been in my living room and nobody else is around, and it's just me and God, and I'm crying out to him, his presence comes near. I've not never seen him physically. I've never physically seen the shepherd. But by faith, I have felt the shepherd's presence when he said, 
You can walk through the, I'm trying not to preach, but I can't help it. Because I'm talking about the shepherd that has come to me that said, I am not alone. I'm grateful. I'm not alone. I want you to know not only that, we don't have to walk in fridge. Don't be afraid. I will fear no danger. Yes, take precaution. Yes, keep your family safe. Let's not make this. Listen, we're going to fear. That's a human nature. It's human emotions, but we don't have to let it drive our life. We must lean into the shepherd. You know that it says the shadow of death, the shadow of a dog can't bite you. The shadow of a sword can't cut you. The shadow only speaks of something of substance. It's only the mere shadow he's walking us by. Even in death, Jesus Christ has conquered death on the cross. He is our great shepherd. Oh, please hear that child of God. He is our great shepherd. And by the way, stay with me. This is, I, I'm trying not to preach because I, I know I'm just here at this computer screen and I, I, but listen to me. You know how you get a shadow? <laughs> there has to be light. <laughs> In the midst of the darkest moment. Just because you can't see him doesn't mean he's not there. You ever gone to the beach on an overcast day? You said, well, hey, it's overcast. I don't need no suntan lotion. I'm fine. How about it, lobster? You going to be that way at the No, no, no. What happened? Oh, 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 wait a minute. I couldn't see it, but it was there. Just because you don't think he's there, he's there. And his light is shining through the valley, saying to you and saying to me, I am with you. And by the way, you're not alone. That's what's been so hard. So many of our seniors, some of our folks I've talked to, you're in isolation, you're confined, and you're dealing with being alone. Well, my heart goes out to you, and I, that's why I'm looking for ways to get you, even if it's by phone or text or video or drive through praying, finding a way we can connect. But can I tell you something? As you walk through this valley and wondering where is God, he's right there. The Bible says he promised that I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's right there. There's something about the presence. I'm kind of like the little boy sometimes. He was scared of thunderstorms. And so uh, he went. The mama went in there to check on him and said, it's going to be all right, it's going to be all right. Oh, mama, I'm tired of this thunderstorms, thunderstorms. Listen, sweetie, Jesus is here with you. I'm going to go back in there with daddy. You'll be just fine. He said, I'll tell you what, I'll make a deal with you. You ain't here with Jesus. I'll go in there with daddy. <laughs> That's how we feel sometimes. But I want you to know he's with you, child of God. You are not walking through this dark valley by yourself. I don't know. It may get worse before it gets better. So where's the hope in that? It's not in the situation. Some of you, apart from this virus, are walking through cancer, walking through financial difficulty. You're worried about your job. You're worried about your family. You're worried. Listen, I'm not trying to paint. I'm not telling you how it is. I want to tell you how, how it can be. And what I mean by that is, here's how it is. This is the reality. But the further reality is, we have a shepherd. It's bad. We have a shepherd. I'm worried. We have a shepherd. I'm fearful. We have a shepherd. 
I'm walking through the dark valley. We have a shepherd. Where's the mountain? We have a shepherd. I'm anxious. We have a shepherd. I need healing. We have a shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. He said, I will not be alone. And then he says, his rod and his staff, they comfort me. I'm going to go very quickly. The rod was to meant to war off the enemy. And the shepherd's staff was to rescue the sheep. And the word to bring comfort means that it will bring peace. I'm telling you that he will walk us through that valley. He will fight off the enemies. He will count the sheep. He knows where we're at. He knows what we're walking through. And he's able to give us exactly what we need. The Lord is our shepherd. Did you know that word Lord? Jehovah. And throughout scripture it says, He's Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. He's Jehovah Rafi. The Lord will heal. He's Jehovah Shalom. The Lord will speak peace. He's Jehovah Sidkenu. The Lord is here. He's the Lord Nisi. The Lord is my banner. He will fight for me. This is a valley we're walking through. We got Jesus with us. We're in it together, church. We're in it together. We're praying together. We're loving together. We're walking. Listen, the hope in the dark valley is that the same God of the mountain is the same God of the valley. This song, I listened to it this morning, and I'm not going to sing it, but try not to sing it, but it just means a lot to me. The McCainies made it very popular. It speaks to where we are. I want you to listen closely. I'm going to end in prayer, so stay with me. Life is easy when you're up on the mountain. And you've got peace of mind like you've never known. Isn't that true? Three weeks ago, we were fine. We were, the schedules were on. Ball games, sports, jobs, school, life. You've got peace of mind when you're up on the mountain. But things change when you're down the valley. Listen to what the song says. But don't lose faith for you're never alone. For the God of the mountain is still God in the valley. When things go wrong, he'll make them right. And the God of the good times is still God in the bad times. The God of the day is still God in the night. Listen to this. We talk of faith up on the mountain when talk comes easy, when life's at its best. Isn't that true? We talk about faith on the mountain, but in the valley, we must live by what it is. Now it's down the valleys of trials and patience. That's where your faith is really put to the test. For the God of the mountain is still God in the valley. When things go wrong, he'll make them right. And the God of the good times is still God in the bad times. The God of the day is still God in the night. The God of the day is still God in the night. Church, family. Those gathered across different places, I want you to pray with me. Here's a, here's a couple things to pray for. Number one, if you don't know Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior today, he is not your shepherd. You have a thief and a robber as your owner, the devil. And he's come to steal, kill, and destroy. And there's no hope in him. But here's the good news of the gospel. Today, right now where you're at, you can simply say this. Dear Lord Jesus, I trust in you. I ask you to, to forgive my sins and to come and live in my heart. Would you save me today? The Bible says those that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
you can be saved right there where you're at. Right there where you're at. And you know what? The moment you trust Christ, he becomes your shepherd. The shepherd has come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Would you trust him today? Would you pray and ask Jesus to save you today? But how about it, child of God, that you're saved? As we walk through this dark valley, this dark night of the soul, this dark valley of, of uncertainty and confusion and distress, have you cast your eyes on the virus? Have you cast your eyes on the trouble? Oh, stay informed. But cast your eyes on the shepherd. Our hope in the valley is that the Lord is our shepherd. And we are not alone. And he will walk us through this. Listen to me, child of God. We're going to get through this. We're going to walk to the other side. We will be on the mountain again. But don't lose sight of the lessons God's teaching us in the valley. And how many of you know this? Some of the sweetest times with him has been in the valley. See that shepherd, when he's walking through the valley, he has to draw those sheep in real close so they can see him. As long as they can see the shepherd, they're not startled. Keep your eyes on Jesus, child of God. I want to pray for you. We'll dismiss. Father, I pray for those that might be lost today. God, they return to you and be saved. That they might know you as shepherd and Lord. And then, Father, I pray for the those that are your sheep and know you, God. Some of them, God, are tempted to go astray, to turn away in the valley. Don't let that happen. God, you're doing a work in us and through us. You're restoring our soul. You're getting us right. You're doing a work in us, God. You're leading us in the path of Christ for your namesake, not for us, for your namesake. You're walking us through this valley, this path, this dark place. But it's not so you have, you're mad at us, you're angry, you're teaching us, you're guiding us. So we can grow and we can lean into you and find you faithful. So help us, Father, to cast our eyes upon you by faith and to keep our eyes on the shepherd. You alone are our hope in the dark valley. And I thank you. I just want to say again, church, thank you. Um, it's been an honor to gather around God's I know we've gone a little longer than last week because we had some singing. I wanted that to happen. But uh, let it be known that I still started preaching right up at the top of the hour, coming around the bottom of the hour. So, um, but listen, church, I love you with all of my heart. I miss you. And I look forward to the day we can gather again. But until that time, do a couple things for me. If you need me, text me, call me. All my information is in the emails that I'm sending out. Let folk listen, reach out. I'm trying to reach out best I can. You call me, you text me. I want to hear from you. Um, please, as folks share, call you from the church, share needs. If you've got a need, please share that. We want to help you in this benevolence that we've decided to work through in our, as a deacons. It's not just for those outside the church. It's in our church. So please, if there's a need, reach out. We want to help you. Stay connected. Stay involved. Gather with us if you're able to this afternoon. Wednesday night at 630. There hopefully will be another time of Zoom that we will gather together with the marriage class. Um, there'll be some Sunday school class, some other things as well. So keep that in mind. And I've got another thing kind of stirring in me 
about um, drive uh, um, praying instead of prayer walking, prayer driving. I've got some thoughts about it, so stay tuned. Stay close to your emails. Stay close to your phone. Stay close to go to our website. But above all, look to the Lord. Encourage each other. Spend time with your family. Reach out to others best you can. And let's never forget, no matter if we're in the building or not, we are still the church. And we're seeking to love the Lord God with all of our heart and show and share the love of Christ to every person. Would you continue to pray with us that we can get on the property on Easter Sunday? Well, I would love that. And so you pray that God will put all that together. Again, I'm so thankful for our deacons, for our staff, for everybody that's working hard behind the scenes. You are a tremendous, tremendous church. And I love you from the bottom of my heart. And I want to say to my family, they've been so supportive. And they have been so gracious. And they're helping me along the way. Thank you. And we're all trying to figure this out. You with your jobs and, everything, and, and me and ministry, we're all trying to figure it out. So we're walking through it together. I want to say one final thing. Miss Jennifer, if you get to watch this, we love you. We're praying for you. We're praying for your family. Church, again, this pastor loves you. Share this video. Encourage others. Go to the YouTube channel later on. Jeremy will have an air. Church, we love you. We look forward to seeing some of you this afternoon. May the Lord bless you is our prayer.